Episode of Cut the Foreplay. My name is Nadia Favorite. I'm your host for this and every other episode until the internet goes away. Holy cut and titties. It's season six. Honest to God, I, one, didn't think we would ever make it to season six because this show is disgusting. <laughs> and number two, I haven't done an episode since last May. Usually I center kind of my entire existence around being silly on the show. When I walk around, I think of content. When I'm talking to people, I think of content. When I'm pegging somebody, I'm thinking of content. But last year, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I spent my entire year last year falling in love and I said to myself, I'm gonna embrace that and when I'm doing the pegging, <laughs> I'm just gonna think of the pegging. And that was really lovely and has re-energized me and re-excited me for the sexual tension that you and I have. So really, all of it was just for you. It's really a burden on me to be this selfless and this hot. So many things have happened between last May and present day, but the only thing worth catching up on is what's happened in the sexy world. And when I say sexy world, it's not just the world that me and Nicole Scherzinger live in. We're gonna talk bending laws so that people can pay to work. Well, I don't really think there's like actual foreplay in that relationship, but we'll dive into that. When I talk sexy, I mean sex dolls. When I talk sexy, I mean an uncle making his dead wife into a weird wax doll. If you are aroused by that, DM me. Or if you can afford a therapist, talk to them. Because a couple of days ago, my friend told me that this guy sucked her entire foot in the car after they had been to a club. And I'm still kind of reeling from that. If growing up in a brown household has taught me anything, it's that uncles come first, so... <laughs> no, not like, oh no... I'm gonna take that statement right back. I didn't feel good. Uncles should go first, so... <clears throat> An Indian man reportedly brought his dead wife back to life after spending nearly $3,000 to make it happen. His name is Tapas? Yeah, because he out there getting a bite of his wife. Tapas Sandilia, 65 years old, lost his wife Indrani in 2021 during the COVID-19 pandemic. Before her death, Indrani allegedly told her spouse that in the event she passed away before he did, she would like him to create a silicone model of herself to keep him company. <laughs> Auntie went through life being like, man, I want him to use me as a flesh. Light. The model, which is eerily lifelike, is dressed in Indrani's favorite clothing and sits in her favorite spot on the couch in Sandilia's living room. Auntie is wearing a full-on sari. She's wearing her little glasses like she's in 2002. She's got her bangles on, the perfect braid. Her eyebrows are never growing out. She looks absolutely stunning, if you ask me. According to the widower, his late wife got the idea from the statues she saw displayed at museums. It was then then Indrani told me of her desire for a similar statue of her if she happened to pass away before me. I just wanted to fulfill her wish. The model took about six months to make and weighs 66 pounds. Okay, I got questions. 
If she's always sitting on the couch, is there time just couch time? Or like, does he carry her around to make it more lifelike? Do they sit at the table together? Does she wear a bonnet when she goes to sleep? Does he carry her to the bedroom? Does the silicone move? You know, can he put her legs straight for her to lay down? I just, it's just so much. I bet you he was probably like, she's fu- nuts and now he's completely attached to this doll and i know it's weird that i said that he's using it as a flesh like but i genuinely hope he is he should get all the satisfaction that he wants from it emotional physical multiple orgasms and i know men can't achieve that but i want all those things for uncle also bet you he's getting more satisfaction than straight women get in their own relationships with people that are alive so to me that's a fucking win shabash uncle Shabash. But like low-key, if I had a cut the foreplay merch situation where you guys could buy a silicone version of me, would you? And if we are related and you listen to this podcast, I'm sorry, I love you. Skip past that question. Honestly, the pandemic hit us all in the most fucked up ways possible. So I'm like, if he can derive a little bit of joy in whatever way that he can, I'm very much for it. And when I say hit us all, I mean it absolutely annihilated me. Living through the pandemic with an autoimmune disease was my own personal hell. Okay, fine. Me, Selena Gomez, Lady Gaga, Seal. You know how Seal has lupus? That's how he got all those, you wanna know how I got these scars? I don't think that, you wanna know how I got these scars? That's too deep. <laughs> That's too deep. Yeah. You wanna know? And that's Gollum. You wanna know how I got these scars? Deeper. Your mother sucks c sucks in hell. No, I'm just kidding. That's a, that's a personal favorite. So I saw this dude on Twitter who wrote something about it. Uh, his name's Jeremy Ringer. T Ringer. T hey, white people have some wackadoodle names. Wackadoodle. Wackadoodle. Jeremy Ringer 79 says, uh, oh, he's ahead of the 69. He's like. <laughs> I think he might be born in 79. Okay, that makes sense. He says, my hot take is that most of us have not adequately processed the trauma of the pandemic and our sprawling unprocessed trauma chews away our brains in myriad ways that make us anxious about why we can't seem to live our lives as instinctively or as joyously as we did in 2019. And I feel this way constantly. I used to be the kind of person where come rain or shine, by fire, by force, by hook or by crook, you shall sign my autograph book. No. <laughs> by hook or by crook, I would be out dancing on a Friday night. I would be loosey-goosey, shaking my tush on a hip-hop night with my best friends. Come home at 4 a.m. because I think that's a reasonable hour when you're in your 30s. So if you're in your 20s or you're a teenager and you're rolling your eyes being like, oh yeah, I get home after brunch. Good for you. Have you ever sneezed and pulled your back? You haven't. Fucking sit down for a minute. But I think like present day, that's just not me anymore. And I have this these moments where I'm quite like upset that I'm not that person. And this guy said it perfectly. I just feel we're just slowly recovering from what was like the weirdest ride of our lives. And if you're giving yourself a tough time, I'm here to say fuck cut it out. My friend Clara and I talk about this all the time. It kind of feels like we are on this trampoline. And I think I've said this to you before and it still stands true. We're on this trampoline and you took a moment to look around to be like, oh, what the fuck is happening? And in that moment, you fell over and you sat down and everybody around you is still jumping and you're getting double bounce. And uh, 
There's just absolutely no way to get back up. But I can look around and see that things are different and uh, things are going back to, I guess, a new normal. You're not heightened and, and anxious and this and that anymore, unless you are, which is okay. Uh, but it's not as bad as it used to be. It's just that we're not the same people that we were before. Speaking of wishes, I think uh, Saudi Arabia just had one come true and it's not in the way that we'd all hoped and want. We're all here wanting them to be a little bit more lenient. I don't want to die for showing my really fucking sexy ankles. But rules can only be bent for men. For white men, to be specific. Cristiano Ronaldo and his girlfriend Georgina Rodriguez will be allowed to break Saudi Arabia law during their time in the kingdom. The Portuguese star recently completed his mega money move uh, to the Middle East, joining Al Nasser on a two and a half year deal. His family have followed him to Saudi Arabia following his sudden and controversial exit from Manchester United. The pair have never been married and with Saudi's Sharia laws strictly prohibiting cohabitation with Without a marriage contract, it was unclear how the family would remain together. But authorities are said to be turning a blind eye, allowing Rodriguez and Ronaldo to live their very lubricated life under one roof, given the star power that the footballer brings. Two Saudi lawyers told the Spanish press. So this is like an official real thing that is happening. They said although the laws of the kingdom still prohibit cohabitation without a marriage contract, the authorities have recently started to turn a blind eye and no longer prosecute anymore. Although these laws are used when there is a problem or a crime. So it's a pick and choose kind of situation, aka if the very bisexual frontman of Green Day were to live in Saudi, he'd be fine. But I, as a D-list celebrity, <laughs> I would not be okay. Or, you know, every other Saudi citizen that deserves to live exactly the way they please. Let me get this straight. A sin is only a sin if a minority commits it. But if a rich white dude does, it's not haram. Fair. I remember, I remember growing up for sure going to madrasa and learning that. That's definitely in there in the Quran. Here's something though, it looks like she's being treated like a Kenyan because Rodriguez will not be getting a visa automatically through marriage. She gets a one-year tourist visa with ease, so maybe not so very Kenyan because we all know how that goes. She's getting a one-year tourist visa, which will obviously expire before his contract, but I bet you she won't have to do anything in order to stay. I think my anger is also misdirected. The couple have done nothing. He's accepted a job and he's going to live somewhere who this partner as he should. I just find it very difficult that people can spend their entire life saying that they want to center it around God and scripture, but none of those things actually have weight and can be shuffled around for something that benefits them. And that's fucking frustrating. Also, fun fact for you, a really big chunk of my listenership is in the Middle East. I got a lot of people in Qatar, because I know there's a lot of Kenyans up there. But I also got a lot of people in Yemen, in Saudi, Jordan. I just want to put this out there. Arabs are really fu fucking sexy. <laughs> so it really does give me a tingle in all the right places that you're sitting there, very pretty, listening to me. Blessed be the fruit. May the Lord open my legs with you around. South Korean officials have lifted an important ban on adult-sized sex dolls. You haven't... <laughs>
When I started that sentence, it sounded like I was going to tell you something absolutely life-changing. And maybe for some of you it is. Go on, get yours. But I think it's hilarious that when I apply for a visa, often they just give me, in terms of work, the category of like, they don't, they don't have entertainer. They don't have radio host, producer, podcaster. They don't have like OnlyFans situation. So I often have to say journalist. Every time I sit here on the microphone and talk absolute shit, <laughs> But somewhere out there, all these countries are like, oh yes, Nadia has applied for a visa before. She is a journalist. <laughs> South Korean officials have lifted an important ban on adult-sized sex dolls. The decision comes after years of debate over whether the government was interfering in people's private lives and private parts. The revised guidelines allow adult-shaped dolls through customs, but childlike dolls resembling minors are still prohibited, the Korean Custom Service said. I mean, thank goodness. I don't know why they had to add that. Is, I'm fuck, why am I even asking? Of course there's a huge market for that. When Bad Babby, Cash Me Outside girl, turned 18, she became the highest grossing OnlyFans content creator because men were like, 17 years, 364 days, I'm not attracted to her, I swear. 18, bam, double, just using two hands, aggressive, cracking their sheets in half. Disgusting, disgusting fuck. Fucking creatures. If the government has to draw a line and then you're straddling it, mm -mm. sex dolls are not illegal in South Korea. However, thousands of them have been seized in customs since 2018. Heartbreaking. Officials blocked the import of life-size dolls under a law that restricts goods that are seen as harming South Korea's traditions and public morals. Importers initially took their complaints to court asking for the ban to be lifted and for the release of the dolls in customs. How would you even know whose is whose at this point? They're like, we got a Sheila, we got a Tom, we've got a Gitanjali and a Dwarkadesh. I don't know what people call their sex dolls. Mine would be called what everything is called when I can't think of a name for it, which is Gilbert. Gilbert is not a very sexy name. And I think I said that once on air and somebody named Gilbert wrote to me. I'm so sorry, Gilbert, if you're listening and then I've said this once again. Sorry. In 2019, the Supreme Court upheld their decision that sex dolls are used for personal use and fall under the same category as pornography, which is tightly regulated, but legal. I love when the term pornography and tight are in one sentence. Nearly a quarter million, however, people signed a petition to stop the import of these dolls in South Korea. The unidentified author of the petition said the dolls would lead to an increase in sex crimes. How so? I really would like to know. I want to know the psychology behind that. Surely that can't be true. I feel repression would lead to more sex crimes. I feel not having access to therapists would lead to more sex crimes. I think a society that's centered around the pleasure of men would lead to more sex crimes. But anyway, what do I know? I'm just a journalist on paper. The matter was resolved when custom officials uh, decided to lift the ban. They said in a statement that the decision was made after reviewing recent court rulings and opinions from relevant government agencies, including the Ministry of Gender Equality and Family. The decision also allows importers to retrieve their products from government custody. What a fuck? 
fucking win. Imagine that day somebody's waking up, putting on their outfit and being like, today is the day I get my sex doll Mariam back. May you and Mariam live a very long, beautiful life. Did I tell you? Oh my God. No, I didn't tell you because we haven't spoken since last May. I went to buy plants. I was talking about Muslim face syndrome. This comes full circle with, we just talked about Ronaldo. I have big Muslim face syndrome. There is nowhere in this world that I can go where somebody is like, yep, she's agnostic. Yep. That's a Christian. And I had just said that to someone and we proceeded to go plant shopping. I purchased a plant and the lady is like, you gotta be good to your plants. You gotta name them, talk to them. And I went, oh, what should I call my plant? And she looked me dead in my eye and she went, Najma. <laughs> After making a fortune selling jars full of her farts. Ah, no. Fucking disgusting and so admirable. Selling jars full of her farts, 90 Day Fiance star Stephanie Maddow has now found another unusual side business, hawking bottles of her, wait for it, boob sweat. Oh my. This story gets even more unhinged. The 31-year-old, who was forced to suspend the sale of her flatulence following a heart attack scare back in January. How? You can't even make that up. Imagine being her friend and being like, yo, Stephanie, you, you still working? And she's like, man, I can't fart into jars anymore because, like, you know, I had that thing with my heart. And everyone's like, dog, speedy recovery, man. They need you out there. Well, after that, she came up with the new venture just in time for summer. Mmm, perfect. And it was already proving highly lucrative. She said, if boob sweat is the new side hustle, I'm here for it. Honey, so am I, to be honest. It's going to be a hot girl summer and my boobs are sweating, so let's bottle it and sell it. It can take her just 15 minutes to produce a jar of full boob sweat. Oh, fuck, I feel like vomiting. I love this for her, but I hate this for me. If she's lounging by her pool on a sunny day, if the weather is warm enough, the blonde beauty is able to produce enough perspiration to fill 10 bottles. She needs to get f fucking checked. Nobody sweats that much. Which are subsequently sold off for 500 a pop. Oh my God, that's like five bands. Smelling and licking the sweat would bring fans as close as they can get to me. She keeps super hydrated. Good. Alhamdulillah. We love to hear that. I like to call myself the human maple tree and the boob sweat my sap. Chugga. I can't keep reading this. I have to take... Those are just making me feel real gross. I need a second. Okay, so a lot of people are supportive. Love this. Uh, somebody said, I need to do this. And somebody else said, I am surprised this girl is not selling organs. And lastly, somebody gave great advice. They said, quote, get that money, but also try a sauna so you don't croak from heat stroke. The internet is truly the most volatile place on this earth. Last season, I asked you guys uh, if there were any looming questions that you had deep down in your soul, like lifting it from your solar plexus to your mouth and saying it to me. And I wish I didn't ask it. <laughs> I just am really concerned that in your spare time that you actually think about these things. And for some reason, it really makes me like you more. Let's start with the most unhinged, which I can't even answer. It's Irene. Irene. <laughs> 
I can't tell if you're curious or hitting on me or both, or if you want to feel validated. But your question is, have you ever tasted your own <coughs> For personal reasons, I will not be answering that. I mean, the answer is yes, but I don't want to answer it. Irene, if that's something that you're into, you should just run with it. And I think the natural exchange of fluids is a perfectly wonderful thing that happens organically. So dive into it, girl. Push your head all the way back into pretzel and just get it from the source yourself. I hope that helped. Kelonzi says, talk about exes that try to kill you. I think you're confusing me with Nick Ndetta. I... <laughs> I have never dated anybody that tried to kill me. All of my old partners have wanted to slice me open and wear me like a skin suit and walk around with me and feel my presence all the time because I'm fucking immaculate. But that's the extent of it. Kizer says, never brush your teeth or wipe your butt. Oh no, not a would you rather? Would I rather never brush my teeth? or never wipe my butt. You are a bad person. I hate that feeling, that fuzzy feeling you get on your teeth, that placky feeling. I brush my teeth many times a day. I brush my teeth in the morning. I brush my teeth after I've had a cup of coffee or tea because I don't want it to stain. I brush my teeth like if I have insanely garlicky meal. I brush my teeth night times and floss. I brush my teeth after I've tasted my own. <laughs> I am just joking. God, either way, nobody's gonna wanna touch me. But the accumulation of like, ah. Uh, at the end of the day, I am vegan, so I do have a lot of ghost poops. Let's go with never brush my teeth again. Way as a radio host, that's gonna be tough to sustain a job. Megan, and maybe it's the AI Megan, if I were to be so lucky, says, are you into poetry? Megan, you're so sweet that that's what you think about. Love that. Love that for us. You and I already feel closer to each other. Do I like poetry? Yes, I do. Do I actively go look for books or poems? I don't. But if somebody shows one to me, somebody reads one to me, best believe I get the goosies. The model KE says, what about your fetish? Question mark. Mm-mm-mm. A couple of seasons ago, I did Let's Talk Fetishes, and if you haven't listened to that, please. I, honest, honest to God, as I was going through the list with you guys, I discovered that I have maybe 9 out of 10 of them. 90% of the things that I was talking about, I was like, wait, I really enjoy that. Except for electrostimulation. I don't think I want to be electrocuted. I think I'm okay with that. But I'm going to put voyeurism really high up there. Really high up there. <laughs> Whatever height you're currently thinking of, it's further up on my list. Give me a moment to think about that for a minute. Get my head straight and then I'll be back. Noteroni? Noterone. Noterone. I don't know how to say it, but I gave you some derivatives so you can just enjoy the one that's correct. Don't listen to the ones that are wrong. What's your most unpopular opinion, they ask. Okay, I thought this was a normal thing to feel. And more recently, people are like, no, bitch, I think you're a little bit too much. And that is that I feel so strongly. Like my toes curl, I have, you know that meme of Arthur with the tight fists? 
the hair raises on my back and I start to boil. That Arab temper comes in real quick, my face is flushed, and that reaction stems from something so small, and that's that if I'm parking and there's like a man who tries to direct me in any way, if he's like, okay, back up, back, turn your wheel, okay, I'm always like, I turn off my car, I get out of the car, I have to look him dead in the eye, and at this point I'm already fucking pissed. And I give this whole speech about how he needs to shut the fuck up because he wasn't there when I got my driving license and I have never needed his help before. Why would I just now, out of the fucking thin air, need his little man brain to tell me how to park a car? And I was talking to my friend Sony about it and she was saying, I think they're just helping to help. And I was like, no, I have never seen a parking lot attendant help a man out unless he's asked for it. But every time they see a woman coming in, they're like, oh, I got this. I got this. One time I remember turning to a man and being like, do you want to put your hand up my ass and control the car or get in and do it? Because whatever is happening here in this purgatory, I don't fucking want it. <laughs> okay, tweet me. It's Nadia Favory. Let me know if you feel the same. And if there's nobody on this green earth that feels the same way as I do, I couldn't give a tiny ratatouille rat's ass about it because I will stand firm with this forever and for always. I would rather back up into a fucking baby and take the blame than have a man direct me with anything. What's your mom's opinion on your podcast because I would have disowned you? <laughs> Casey, that is a very valid question. My mom is uh, the most supportive and wonderful yet conservative human being you'll ever meet. When I say conservative, I mean like she's very Muslim, she's a lawyer, but my deal with her is that I say, mom, this is something that I really love and I put a lot of effort into. It's not something that you would enjoy and I don't think you should listen to it for the sake of our relationship and bless her gentle heart. She was like, okay, I trust you. Fun fact for you, when I am editing the podcast, sometimes I make little versions for her, like little cuts and stuff like that, that I know for a fact she would be personally interested in as a consumer of content and not just my mom. And then she calls me and gives me feedback and she finds it hilarious and truly believes that I'm like Kenya's Rachel Maddow. <laughs> Ruben says, ruin a date in one sentence. Can you take a look at my rash? 